Who's Drinking Good Herb Tea. I'm your host for today, Fauzi Mesmar. And I'm Osama Dorias. And I'm Rama Ismail. And we also have a fourth Habibi, actually a Habibati that joined us. We have Susan Watkins on the show. Hello, Susan. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's not, this is like the first time in a while that it's not only two Habibis, it's like a full house plus one. Plus <laughs> <laughs> a guest. Special, a special day. Yeah. <laughs> Susan, can you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Susan. I uh, just started working for Bungie. Um, uh, and I need to say that I'm not representing them in this podcast, but um, I just started that job. But more importantly today... Uh, yeah, Rami is representing them in this podcast. <laughs> just so you know. Know, I'm, wearing, I'm, wearing the, I'm wearing this shirt. I'm not even... Like, <laughs> this is t-shirt. Yeah, so. Rami definitely has me beat so far for probably a long time in terms of uh, <laughs> bungee um, repping. But I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah. Um, but more importantly for today, I'm also uh, representing Draw for Charity, um, which is a group of friends that does fundraising events um, for various charities. Um, and we're running our, I guess, biannual big event right now, uh, our July fundraiser for Child's Play Charity, uh, Play Games Feel Better, that brings technology to children's hospitals to help children recover from um, serious illnesses. So That's thank you all amazing. so much for being part of that. Thank you for doing all that. So I, I don't draw very us. well. Is it okay if I draw for charity anyway? <laughs> so uh, it's funny because we have had a number of people say, wait a minute, it's a 48-hour stream. So are we drawing for 48 hours? Uh, but no, no, no. Draw 4 is actually pulled from the game Uno. Uh, so the, the event started out... Uh, pretty small, just a group of friends playing Uno for eight to 12 hours, like a silly fun little oh my marathon. God. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then has grown into the event it is now, which is this particular one is a 48 hour stream with a pretty wide variety of uh, guests from across the industry, several industries. Um, but no, Osama, I won't put your drawing skills to the test this time. Next time, this maybe. Time. Uh, <laughs> Osama's, pretty, Osama's pretty sad about this. I am, I am. I oh. love drawing. Well, I won't put you on the spot, but please feel free to be drawing and like giving us periodic updates because we uh, do have video. So maybe we'll do a dedicated stream just for my drawings, and I'm you'll in. get like no right. viewers. No, I. This is the content we crave. Let's just stick around after this and just draw. Let's do it. I once did a I once did a global game jam talk that was just like I can't draw, but I will draw anyway because it's the best way to communicate with artists. <laughs> And I just drew the worst cow in the history of mankind. And the thing that really got to me is that I drew the cow and I just, you know, I drawn the body and I drawn the legs and I draw the tail and I just couldn't remember where the head of a cow goes. <laughs> I just, I couldn't, I couldn't for the life of me remember whether the head goes on top of the body or in front of the body or like lower than the body. So I just kind of drew the head kind of like halfway on top of it. And then when I was done, you know, I looked at a cow and just was very embarrassed. 
you know, like at at the heart of it, it's Rami is still a programmer, and like it will come, <laughs> and there will be programmer art. Like he can't help it; <laughs> he will try, but like programmer it. art will come out. <laughs> I like the idea that, yeah, you're writing some function, like if head is higher than body, like then this happens. <laughs> it was a very bad cow, but it, it brought across the point of the talk, which, okay. okay. I was a very bad cow is the title of this episode. <laughs> that's actually not, a, that's not the worst episode title I've heard come out of us brainstorming. I like it. <laughs> So Let Rami, me take have, a you note. Been, have you been flying anywhere lately? Uh, have you flown yourself to Brighton? <laughs> I wish. I actually flew past Brighton like two weeks ago on my UK trip. So it's really weird being on the ground this time. But um, <laughs> So I've not been flying too much because I've been focusing on my theory. Uh, so long story short, to to fly, to just fly, you don't actually need your license. You need permission from an instructor to fly uh, until you get your license. So, you know, I'm bound by somebody giving me permission to fly, but also I always get the permission. So I've not really needed my license. So I've not really been pushing for all the things. I've just been enjoying my flying. And then um, one of the things that I haven't been doing is theory exams. Uh, until a while ago, I just hadn't been doing theory because you only need that for your for your license. You don't know it needed to fly airplanes. So um, the other day, one of the instructors came to me and said, like, hey, I want to become an examinator. But to be an examinator, I need to examine somebody doing an exam while an examinator examines me taking the examination. <laughs> Say that five times quick. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I was like, so wait, what you're saying is if I'm exam ready, I can... I can create a circumstance where you can get the thing you want. And he was like, yes. And I'm like, okay, then I'll do it. So I immediately went to studying and I've now done five of my seven exams. Wow. I have my next one. Um, when this episode comes out, I'll have the result for my next one, which is on Friday. Um, so almost there. And then there's one left. I left one of the easiest one for last. And then on the 26th, inshallah, I'll do my uh, I'll do my exam, my final exam, uh, and if I pass that, and I might pass, I might not pass. It's like with a driver's test, you know, like circumstances, like all sorts of things can go in. Uh, if I get that, I'll get my I'll get my license. But it's wow, funny man, because amazing. our examinations our examinations are separate, so I can pass, but the examiner can fail. Or I could fail, but the examiner can pass. So they're actually independent from each other. That's hilarious. The examiner is being examinated on the examination, and I'm being examined on my performance. So uh, we hope that when we land, both of us will be happy. How deep does that go? Does the person examining them also get examinated? <laughs> uh, I don't think so, because I don't think we can bring more than two people on the airplane. So oh. Who's going to examine the examinators? That's like a, <laughs> Who a graphic novel. This is a rough question. But yeah, so I haven't actually been flying all that much. 
Like, but the, but like you've been doing the the theoretical exams. And like I'm seeing the check boxes on your uh, Twitter. Right. Like we've been fo- Sam and I've been following this journey for quite some time. And I think a <laughs> yes, bunch of have. other people too. But <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah, you're very quick. Like you know, I've, I've had other friends that like you know tried to get their pilot license before. I don't think any of them has have had the same level of uh, dedication and speed in terms of like how quickly you've been right. working things up. I mean. I'm in uh, I'm in Brighton for Brighton Develop, which is one of the it's like the biggest UK games conference basically. Right there on my hotel bed is my book navigation uh, meteorology because Meteo is my next one, and I have like my notepad and my calculator and my uh, board computer and like everything. Also, board computer is completely uh, it's not the right word. It's like a cardboard piece. It's a square cardboard with a round cardboard that you can rotate, and it helps you convert <laughs> between things. So they call it a computer, but it's not like actually. It's like a piece of cardboard. Um, so like every day after I come back from the conference, I just sit there and study for two three hours, and then go to bed. So <laughs> it's like that um, the VR headset thing that once came out. They call it a VR headset, but it's just a piece of cardboard. <laughs> but they also right. called it a cardboard, so it wasn't false advertising. <laughs> it wasn't false advertising, man. They were quite honest about it. Yeah, that was Google, wasn't it? Yeah. I think the it Google was, cardboard. yeah. 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 I forgot that existed. <laughs> I, I have one here somewhere, at least one. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is, I had one, too, that is, It's good stuff, man. I'm really, like... Uh... Yeah, we we are cheering you on here on the Habibis because we're waiting for Air Habibis. Air Habibis, yeah, yes, the podcast that's in the air, on the air. Oh my god, I will happily come pick. I will happily come pick y'all up and fly somewhere. That sounds fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's awesome. And um. Well, Susan is here. Maybe there's somebody else that will understand uh, what Rami is saying when he's talking about destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Which I will 100% take this opportunity to talk about destiny later. But first, I want to know how y'all's week was. I had a good week. Yeah, Um, good. I spent almost the entire week last week since the last recording in a chalet with my family, and it was wonderful. So. Uh We went with my, my, my wife has two sisters. We went with my wife, kids, the, her sisters, and her sister's families. So we were six adults and six kids, and we took over wow. the chalet. It was like a massive place. Everyone had their, practically had their own room or, or sharing at least with one other person. And it had a lot of land with a fire pit, and it was a waterfront, and it had canoes and kayaks all built in, so we spent a ridiculous amount of time in the water, on the water, around the water, everywhere. Nice. It was such a nice disconnect. I call it, I I said it was off the grid. It wasn't exactly off the grid because my mobile kind of worked. My mobile data like was spotty. But, you know, if I squint and angle it in a way, I kind of got a little bit of data. So it was partially off the grid. Uh, But like for all intents and purposes, my kids were off the grid, which is a big deal for them. 
that doesn't happen very often. You know, they're a big deal in a positive way. In a positive <laughs> way, yes. Oh, okay. Well, well, yes, in a positive way. Like initially, there was resistance. What do you mean? There's no Wi-Fi. Yeah. I <laughs> would then, throw a tantrum myself. Oh, <laughs> like no Wi-Fi. I'll be, like, be very upset. <laughs> like there was one night where I hooked up my switch to my hotspot on my phone so we could play Jackbox together, like that kind oh. of thing. So that was cool. But that was about as much internet as they got the whole week. And they didn't complain at all. They just found other ways to fill their time, which was incredible and shocking. I expected okay. resistance. There was none. So I have very few things in terms of um, entertainment uh, to, to report back on. But what I do have is pretty big. So do I do that now or do we do the full catch up with everyone else first? Oh, it's pretty big. I want to hear it. <laughs> well, it's pretty big and pretty heavy. I got oh. a Steve Deck. Oh, <laughs> nice. You got it. I finally got it. So when the orders went up, I was literally the first person in the world, you can't prove otherwise, that was there on the website refreshing, <laughs> trying to get... Yeah. Steam right. even tweeted about it. I was yeah. like, "Wow, Samadorius just mean, ordered the first ever Steam Deck." No, no, it wasn't. He wasn't. He didn't order it first. He just refreshed the website a lot first. Yes, so that's why he didn't get it early. He was just refreshing the website. My order went through an hour after the website was presumably <laughs> taking orders. That's how long it took me of refreshing before I was able to get through. And um, initially, it was supposed to arrive at the beginning of this year, Q1. Then it was pushed to Q2. Then it was pushed to Q3 and I was starting to lose hope. This is like the beginning of Q3 and I got it like right away, right at the beginning. So I'm counting my blessings. I absolutely love it. Like I have a handful of small complaints. Uh, I think they're going to echo everyone else's complaints. Nothing new. Uh, battery life was super short, especially if you play intense games. Um, and mm -hmm. since one of the main reasons I got it was for when I travel, that's kind of a little disappointing. Like I could maybe get two hours on a flight or you adjust and you play games that are not too demanding. Or also, you bring a battery pack. Yeah, or you bring a couple. Because <laughs> like it drains the battery packs quickly. It goes fast. Really yeah. quickly. Um, and the other thing is, and it plays platformers really well with the, with the D-pad. I was actually worried about the positioning of the D-pad and the analog stick. Um, but for platformers, I played Super Time Force, which is one of my favorite platforming games. It's so, nice. so, so good and underrated. And it played incredibly well. You forget that you're you're playing like with, with the D-pads all the way on the sides. Um, it's not as easy to forget in fighting games. It's not perfect for fighting games. Um, so that's a little unfortunate. But it's still very good. It's still very, very good. Those are the two quibbles that I have about it. I didn't... Uh, install Windows or, or Epic. I didn't have any time with it. I just literally received it yesterday. I had a, a few hours to play a couple of games and that was it. And I was on the in, in the chalet the day before. So I really haven't had a lot of time with it. But I did download a new game. Uh, I, I, I downloaded Neon, Neon White and I played it. And I had already down, like and I already downloaded or pre-ordered a fighting game, DNF Duel, but I got that on PlayStation 5. So that also took up some of my night. So I didn't have a lot of time with it. So these are the two things I noticed. The other thing that was incredible, like shocking, and people told me this was going to be the case. I didn't realize to what extent. After work, I went outside and I played in my backyard. It was super sunny and I could see the screen perfectly. And mm -hmm. 
like I, I have done the same thing with my Nintendo Switch, and at some point I'm like, okay, I have to put up the umbrella, the parasol, or I can't see. I might as well just go inside. Yep. That didn't happen. I was in the sunlight. It was like coming down on the steam link. It was practically reflecting into my eyes, and I was still able to see. It was shocking. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it has a lot going for it. I love the form factor. It's heavy, but it's not as heavy as I expected. People were were really I exaggerating. Generally, the the balance, the weight balance yeah. of it is super good. It's so comfortable yes. to hold. Yes, I agree. Like when I'm when I'm leaning back on my reclining chair in my backyard. My elbows are like, you know, firm on the armrests and I forget it's there like that. That's enough of yeah. a support. It's not so heavy that it's actually exerting weight. Uh, it's about twice as, as heavy as a switch, which is very light. So it's not that exaggerated. It's like holding a bottle and a half of ketchup. <laughs> like it's not that bad. Yeah. I like that. That's the measurement. How did we... <laughs> This airplane is like 14,000 <laughs> bottles of ketchup. <laughs> How often do you carry bottles of ketchup? For I, that a, I don't the know. The first I'm thing that comes to mind. I have a lot of kids. <laughs> uh, fair, fair. I'm handling a lot of ketchup. He's <laughs> <laughs> swindling ketchup. I love it because uh, it's like a banana is... for reference. Like there's not one a size for is... a bottle of ketchup. <laughs> if you said banana, I wouldn't have thought twice. I mean, like it's a common fruit. <laughs> Or you're like a bottle of ketchup. <laughs> it's, it's like holding four bananas. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All, right. All right. Is it this size of bottle? Is it like a medium <laughs> no, size? I'm talking about like the family size. The, the family big, size like the bottle big, of ketchup. Like six people bottle of ketchup. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Okay, right, good, the, good, good. The burning tech question that everybody, like whenever there's a piece of tech, there's always the one question. Can you run Doom on that thing? Yes, absolutely. Yes. You can. <laughs> Doom 2016 or yes. beyond? Yes. Yeah, you can. Beyond. You can. Yes. I tried. Um, although I installed Windows on it because yeah. I really only wanted to play Destiny on it. So, you know. Is it true you get banned if you try to run Destiny through the console itself? Like through the Linux? Through Linux, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because it requires you. It requires you circumventing the cheat protection. Yeah, but banned. I mean, it could just give you. a... I mean, you're circumventing the cheat protection. That's a ban in almost <laughs> every game in the history of mankind. Yeah, but I mean, they should at least have a warning or something, or disable it, or you know. I, there's not a lot of games that go like, ah, yes, you intentionally circumvent the cheat. Let me tell you about how that's bad, and then we'll. <laughs> Okay, look, I, I understand you're the official Destiny representative right. here, but give me some, like, cut me some slack. If you were not on the internet and you didn't know that you would get banned, this is a very, it's a rough thing for to happen to someone. Right, like, but oh, also, the only way to do it is to figure out how to circumvent the Destiny cheat protection, which oh. requires you to Google how you circumvent the Destiny cheat protection, which will 100% show up articles that say, hey, Please don't circumvent the Destiny cheat protection because we will ban the sh- out of you. Okay, so if you try to run it otherwise, it just won't work. It just it just gives you a black screen. Okay, that's fine. Okay, as because, long as that's uh, what happens. I thought people yeah. were just launching it day one and getting banned, and I was oh, like, no. that's extreme and not no. Unfair. They, they launch it and then it doesn't work because BattleEye, which is the the anti cheat program that they're using, doesn't actually run uh. on. Uh, well, it doesn't run by default on Linux. Yeah. So there's ways for Bungie to make it work, but also because Linux is kind of, you know, I love Linux, but it's also kind of a mess. Yeah. Um, 
they opted to not do that. And sorry, I'm, sorry, Susan. I'm just I'm just doing the talking about destiny thing. No, please, please go forth. All roads lead to destiny. Yes, um, all my roads lead to destiny. <laughs> uh, Have you been playing was, destiny? No, I've been playing a lot of I've been playing a lot of destiny. There's uh, a actually, new update thing. Not really. They the, so the season of the haunted just ended its storyline, which is their most current season, and it was a very interesting season. And in that destiny has tackled a lot of difficult subjects. It's tackled racism. It's tackled prejudice. It's tackled oh, okay, uh, wow. you know different perspectives on on the same uh, conflict. It's tackled guilt. It's tackled like shame. It's like, and this season is the season of. Every major character in Destiny goes to therapy. Okay. Uh, that's basically it. Like, there is a big <laughs> ship that is causing everybody's worst fears to become nightmares that haunt them. And the only way to overcome them is to face your fears and, like, come to terms with them. So, uh, everybody, in, everybody that plays Destiny went on exposure therapy for the past six weeks. Um, <laughs> Learning to to find healthy ways to deal with shame and with guilt and with rage, and then it all came together as sort of like a sort of like a catharsis, which was actually the name of the mission, like last week. Wow! Uh, so the story just wrapped up for the for the season, and now there's going to be forty ish days of nothing, uh, which is kind of like the Destiny cadence. It's like you finish the story and then you play for place, right? Oh, okay. uh, and then some bad person will do a bad thing and then we kick back up and we go and shoot them in the face. That's a good cadence. Every forty yeah. every forty days shoot a bad guy in the face. It's usually <laughs> it's usually uh Caesars usually have a ninety day cadence, but I will yeah. say this was some of their best work. Uh, like in terms of like I don't know, Susan, did you play through everything? You know, uh, I'm shamefully behind on this season. I actually am only about halfway oh, no. through the story content. Um, so, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. It's a uh, catch up for me. I really do. You've been busy uh, drawing for charity. It's, it's completely <laughs> understandable. All those Uno games take so long. For the past month and a half, I've just been doing around the clock drawing and Uno. Um, <laughs> right. So, but it's for the kids. Of course. That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you all know, but Rami actually sherpaed me into Destiny. The whole, I mean, I wanted to play the game, but that's, I think that's how we really connected was uh, I, I didn't know where to start. And I said, hey, Rami, I don't know you at all, but maybe you want to play some Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah. and we did. And here we are. That's one of the few things sharpening he doesn't say people, no to. So. <laughs> I will never like, hey, say Rami. no to anybody. Go, yep. yeah. Hey Rami, you want to play Destiny? Or, hey Rami, do you want some food? He will never say no to either. <laughs> <these Sorry. questions. laughs> or, or do you want to teach me flight simulator? Because yeah. I did that once. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Right, Osama? Yes, you did, and I didn't crash much, to my credit. <laughs> right, much. To be fair, there were only two opportunities for you to crash. Yes, and I only crashed one of them, which is really uh-huh. good. Right, that's and fifty percent. That's fifty percent. Yeah, and I landed in one of the hardest airports to land in in the world. You said so yourself. That's true. 
That's yeah, true. It was an ugly landing, but it was a landing. And any landing you could walk away from is a good one, right? Is a good landing. Tell that to my pilot on my flight here to Brighton, because my God, <laughs> was that an ugly landing? Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, no. <laughs> Those are good. Uh, times, Rami, Rami now critiques uh, flights. I think he doesn't only oh. enjoy it. He's like that takeoff was a, a seven for me. <laughs> right, but also you know now when there's like a really good takeoff, you're like, wow, yeah, that was a good takeoff, and everybody else is just like the airplane took off, and I'm like, butter takeoff, yeah, <laughs> so good, so good, just so smooth, like you know, you don't even um, know you're in the air yet, yeah. I had, a, I had a really funny one. I was at uh, uh, in Florence last week. Well, I was in Pisa in Italy. Um, and the, <laughs> but the airfield I flew from was Florence because KLM, my airline, has a connection to Florence. But Florence is a really short runway. So we drove to the runway, and then the pilots came on the, on the intercom, and they were like, hi, so just um, we can't take off because the wind is coming from the wrong way and uh, this runway is so short that if the run if the wind isn't coming from exactly the right way you know we don't have enough runway so we're just going to like we can't tell you when it's going to happen but when we start rolling again that's when it happens so you know just sit back relax and uh, you know it might be 20 minutes it might be an hour we'll we'll see when we get there that's funny um. And I was in the airplane doing weight, weight and balance calculations and like practicing that <laughs> stuff for my exit. And I was like, huh, very, very practical application of the stuff I'm learning. That's amazing. <laughs> That's very yeah, that was fun. Wow. Did you predict it <laughs> when the wheels would start moving? No, no, because oh. I can't see the wind from in the yeah. airplane. So that was, yeah, uh... yeah, so yeah you're, that was you're fun. missing some variables there. That's fine. Great. Osama, yeah, like a minute ago when you were talking about the Steam Deck, you mentioned Neon White. I've been hearing a lot about this game. Um, so I'm very curious to see if you've, uh, like, what do you think? Yeah, you played it, I, you said, a couple of hours or something? I did, I did. I played a couple of hours, which is like maybe 10 missions, 12 missions. I forget how many. Uh, because you redo the missions a few times to try to get a good score. So the idea behind it yeah. is it's a first-person shooter puzzle game. And you're trying to get the best time to get through a gauntlet essentially, while shooting things and, and parkouring and making your way up. Uh, the interesting thing about it is that you pick up cards, and these cards often have two abilities. One that lets you do a thing, and the other that if you burn the card, if you get rid of it, lets you do another thing. So far, I'm still early in the game, so I assume more things are going to come. But so far, what I have as second abilities are like a super double jump, so like to reach areas that you couldn't reach before. So you're constantly looking around to see if you can find a shortcut or something else. And the other one is an explosion that could doesn't kill you. So you could also use it to propel yourself or to open up different pathways. So I'm still early in the game. As I said, I didn't have a lot of time with my Steam Deck so far, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, if, if I could say gameplay-wise, it's exactly what I expected from the, how other people described it to me. It's really just that. It's like a gauntlet first, but it feels good while you're playing. Um, narratively, thematically, it's not exactly my cup of tea, but that doesn't get in the way. Like the, the, the theme is, is like, it's about blasphemy in heaven, demons and angels, uh, with some, uh, with a Japanese demon aesthetic, like Oni aesthetic. Um, it's not bad. I don't dislike it. It's just not for me exactly. Um, and then the writing is a little, 
this is going to be harsh, a little juvenile, a little, you know, mm. cutesy uh, and and what have you. So it's it's definitely someone else's cup of tea. It's not bad in any respect, but it doesn't get in, in the way of the gameplay. I skip, skip, skip the dialogue, jump to the gameplay. I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. And I think Rami played it too. So maybe he has a completely different yeah, opinion about it. the theme and the narrative. Honestly, very similar about the theme and the narrative. Like, I, I, I enjoy the writing, but I also agree that it's very, like, you know, like, every now and then you're like, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Uh, but it's very much in the style of the characters, so I think it's very genuine, it's very sincere, it's just also not my cup of tea, but the gameplay is really good, and they're... So the cards are effectively your weapons, and you also burn your cards by using their ammo. So you're continuously sort of balancing... Whether you shoot enemies or whether you use your ability or whether you're like you're like you can only carry two cards, so you want to burn them before you get to the next card. And then there's this really clever system that they have where when you beat a level, you get a medal, and it can be bronze, silver, gold, or ace. If you get um, to progress, you need to get at least gold on, on uh, X amount of levels. So. There's really a reason to go back and like do levels again if you haven't hit that. But that also, <coughs> as you play, you unlock insight per level. And basically what insight is, it gives you more information on how to beat the level. So at the first insight, you get nothing. At the second insight, it enables a ghost of your best performance. So you can actually optimize against yourself at that point. At the third level of insight into a level you get a hint on how you could do it faster. And there'll be a shiny thing in the level that's just like, if you can reach me, you're going to do a shortcut. And it's usually a very good hint. Uh, and the final one, you, you, you know, you've done it. So there's nothing extra you get. Uh, besides, I think, a leaderboard where you can compete for the best times. So it's just very cleverly built. It's a speedrunner game for not speedrunners. Yeah, that's a good way of Which is it. really cool. Uh, like, yes, if you're a speedrunner, you can have a great time with this. But if you're not a speedrunner, it feels more like a puzzle game. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool. Like, I love that, that sort of switch in the context where it's like, okay, I'm going to burn this card to do that. Oh, no, wait, if I keep that card and not use it, then I can maybe use it for this jump later on. And the abilities get get more intense than the ones Osama described, but I don't want to spoil them because they're Please don't. Really fun. I'm going to keep playing. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, I, I figured there was like, more that was going to come than just a. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's way more. Cards, yeah. And then as you meet the characters more, they also will give you specific uh, subquests that are themed to that character. So one of them is sort of like this very brutal character, uh, and their levels are basically like pain. Like, you know, they're like millimeter work. If you go like one millimeter off the path, you die, that kind of stuff. And then one of them is just like, only use guns. And one of them is like, only use the abilities. And So there's a lot of like fun things they do. Yeah. But I think my favorite thing is that every level is used to its absolute potential. So you don't even, you don't just have your golden path, you know, the way to get to the finish. You also have the, uh, the fastest path. But then there's also the path that you need to get the gift that is hidden at every level. Every level has a gift. And to collect it, you usually have to play the level in a completely different way. Not about hurrying, but like about managing your cards, making sure you don't like shoot enemies you don't have to shoot. Because normally you have to kill every enemy to unlock the exit. But for the gift, you just go. You just run. 
You just, okay, don't kill these enemies. Don't get that thing. Don't grab that item. Don't jump there. The gift is up there. How do I get there? And it just completely changed the game. So I I always wished Ben Esposito would be, make a game that was for me. Because Dota County, I love how clever it is, but it isn't for me. And basically, every time Ben made a game, that was my feeling. And Neon White is like, the narrative isn't for me, but oh my god, the game is like... Yeah. Just, it's my stuff. Like, feed me more neon white. This is great. I feel the same way. What I feel about it, it it's, goes in the category of evergreen games for me. A game that just stays installed, and once in a while I'll have the urge to just perfect the level, go back to it. It feels like that kind of game for me. Like, not a thing I have necessarily the desire to complete right away, but more something that stays fun for a really long time. Super cool. I'm yeah. curious to try it out now. Yeah, I think you'll like it. About it. I, I played another game that I think you really like. Oh, um, tell me. It's called DNF Duel. Have you heard of it? DNF Duel? Not, no. It's well, a, is DNF short for something? I think Dungeon Fighter, something like that. Okay. So basically, it's a it's an Arxis fighting game. You know, Makers of Blaze Blue and... Okay. Yeah. It's the yeah. next oh, one. Wow. I need... <laughs> Yes. Okay. I yeah. missed that. I missed this happening. Yes. Yeah. It's a it's a big deal. It is very different. Gorgeous game. Really cool. Like generally for Arxis games, I really love their gameplay. I'm not a big fan of their character designs. So that's where I fall into it. Um, I find that, like anyway. Usually that's the case. In this case, I think it's more a little bit inverted the other way around. I feel the gameplay, I haven't spent enough time to give it a conclusive thing, but it's different enough from other fighters that I couldn't just pick up and play it. Like I had, a, it, There were mental blocks where I was like running into walls, uh, and I'll explain why. So it's a four-button fighter. You have a light attack and a heavy attack or a medium attack, and then it has a special attack, and then it has a super special attack. So it's different than what you would expect. The light... You press it, and it has like three variations. Almost every character only has three variations. There are very few exceptions, which is one variation in the air, on the ground, and, and crouching. That's it. So doing quarter circle motions, holding it, doing whatever to the light attack does nothing. Very few right. characters, if you mash it, it does like a target combo or like, you know, an automatic combo. The medium, same thing. No special moves, no anything. You just have, you know, medium range or hard. I forget what they call it, but like the, the heavier one. Then the special attack, all your specials come out of that one. And it's just direction and input. So right. if you do forward and, and, and the special attack, you'll do your uppercut. If you do back and special attack, you might do a fireball, that kind of thing. All of right. them are mapped to this one button. And then the super special... Because there's an a uh, MP bar, so magic power bar, like you know, like HP MP, and it's constantly charging up. If you use a super special, it works exactly the same way as a special, except it drains your MP. And if you have no more MP left, then it does nothing. Mm-hmm. And all of the like that is the, the the problem that I had is mapping my head to the input scheme. I constantly am trying right. to do things that don't work, or like mashing the MP button because I'm not looking at the bar or what have you, because it works so different than other games. Different, yeah. but simple. It's not complex. It sh- I should be able to pick it up, but because 
there's no archetype of a game. I can't be like, oh, this is like Tekken, except for this, or this is like Street I mean, Fighter, except for that. It's reminding me a bit of Dragon Ball Fighter Z, but just even more simplified. Dragon Ball Fighter Z is kind of like Marvel versus Capcom, but yeah, like it has the the same yeah. magic combo. It has a, like an extra button that does different things. Like this is you're right, you're not wrong. It's kind of like that, but with you, it's stripped down even more. Where if right. you try to do like with Dragon Ball Fighter Z, you jump in, you play like Marvel versus Capcom, and you'll you'll get things done, and then you will learn on top right. of that. This you try to do that, you're gonna get smacked in the face. Things are okay. just not gonna happen. You're going to be like, what? what why is this for me? Because I, <laughs> I'm terrible at all of the fighting games, but here I have a chance against you. Yeah, you'll definitely have a chance against me. I actually picked up nice. accidentally the most difficult character in the game, and I was frustrated for the first 45 minutes before I actually was able to do something. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm starting to like this character. Switch to another character, and I'm like, okay, this is much, much, much easier. So I'm not right. sure if it's because I got more used to the input scheme, or, but I looked it up later, and they're like, I the, the character is called the Grappler. I play Grapple characters, so I was like, right. you know, Huggers. But yeah. But there's like no half circle movements, no quarter circle movements. It's just a button to grab, and right. the the grab is, the range is short. Like it's it's just not what you expect. It breaks a whole bunch of different archetypes, but in a simple way that you should be able to just say, oh, this is how you do it. Except forget all the muscle memory that you've been building up for years and years and years. So it's gorgeous. I see a lot of potential. I think I'm going to learn to love it. But if you play fighting games, I predict you're going to have a hard time, a harder time at first than people who don't play fighting games, simply because it throws all that away. Um, and apparently it's based on a Korean dungeon crawler game. Uh, like all, Basically, it's, it's like they, they created a game um, uh, with those characters. That's why all of the characters don't have first names they're all classes right they're yeah. grappler inquisitor and uh fight like fighter i think whatever those kind of like the classes are the names of the characters uh although they look like characters and they have voices and they don't look like generic you know whatever i really right. like the character designs in it the voiceover is korean it's not japanese which is not a thing you normally see it's korean with english oh. subtitles wow. um yeah like the sensibilities are different it's different and i'm really enjoying it uh, at the same time, there's a lot of pain to 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 get to that okay. point. So it sounds like they broke a lot of tropes, but yes. there must be some tropes that still remain. So uh, Osama, maybe we'll play this. Uh, this does it have a game that we did the other day? <laughs> I love this game. Bring it. Yeah. All right. Let me try to make it up. Yeah. Is it is it anime? Yes. Okay. Does it um, have a dude in a karate suit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be a fighting game. If there's a dude in the karate. Absolutely. Um, is there a, 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 either a special motion or super or something that freezes time, blacks the background, and then sparks show up before this executes? Every character has one of those. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a super good. move. Yeah. I don't like. <laughs> uh, uh, is there like a, a super move that triggers um, a, a, a character portrait that takes half the screen as this is happening? It it's a close up that does that, so it's close enough. A close up. Yeah, but the the, the interesting thing about the super moves is they're only activatable if you're down to thirty percent. So their super moves are are also comeback mechanics. Thirty percent health. Okay. You can block in this game. Very, yes, that's you very can explicit. Eat, <laughs> you, this is the interesting thing again is there's a uh -huh. dedicated block button 
but you could also hold back. Ah, there's both. There's both. Okay. You know, like, um, you know, we're speaking about uh, muscle memory and stuff like that. I... I'm just so used to fighting games with back as block that I just can't play games with uh, with block as a button. So Me like too. I, I never I was never managed to get into Virtual Fighter or uh, Soul Calibur, for example. Yeah. Like lots of respect for both of these games. Like I uh, watching them and I know what's going on, but I can't play them for the life of me. I, I can play Soul Calibur. It is hard with Virtual Fighter and Mortal Kombat for some reason. Yeah, Mortal Kombat too. Uh, yeah, I can do the Soul Calibur one, but not. This is interesting because the block button has multiple uses. If you hold uh, forward and then press block, you do the King of Fighters roll, but only okay. forward. So it's like, yeah, uh-huh. if you hold back and press block, then you block. And if you just hold back, then it's it's contextual block, only if they're attacking you. Okay. So you could force and a block by pressing the button, or you could do contextual block. Interesting. I want to check this game out. Is it you 2D should. looking 3D or is yes. it pure 2D? It, like oh, you okay. can drag and drop the characters from it to other to like you know Guilty Gear or Guilty or, Gear. Yeah. So it's like using that that tech. That yes. that tech is like Gorgeous. you know since the first time I saw it till now, it's still yeah. so impressive. Yes. Like I still remember that jaw dropping moment in which like I'm playing this game and then like the round ends and the camera starts to go around. And I like at that point realize that it's 3D, and I go like, "Oh yeah. my god, how I, did they do this?" I was convinced it was fake in the trailer. I couldn't believe that someone pulled it off. And until yeah. like, and I saw the game, and I played the game, and I'm like, I, "I don't understand how this worked." And then I saw the GDC talk about how they did it, and I'm like, "This yeah. is brilliant. This is yeah. brilliant. Like, really breakthrough tech yeah. for its time." And I'm I'm glad that they're still doing yeah. it and building on it. I really wish that other companies would follow suit and do something similar because I think that is like it could have applications, wide applications, not just fighting games. It doesn't need to be just restricted. Yeah. Susan, do you want to talk about your favorite Destiny exotic for 10 minutes? Because I think this is. (laughs) (laughs) We need to balance out the fighting game. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But I have no idea what just happened. I'm just going to be like, uh huh. Uh, that, that good that good fighting yeah. it's like i like virtual fighter i had no idea the virtual fighter mortal Kombat are in a bucket together i had no idea yeah. stuff i'm like, learning here this is the most educational podcast about fighting games <laughs> ever i love it oh yeah susan have you playing anything uh, I have. I, so here's the question. Uh, what is the statute of limitations on spoilers for inscription? Okay. Are so we, are we, we out of the danger zone? <laughs> I don't, so we can, we can just tell people, if you don't want to be spoiled, just um, skip from this point till the point we say in the show notes, mm-hmm. and they'll come back. Yes. And then and then inshallah, Osama will make sure to show notes. <laughs> yes, inshallah. I have a 33% you've been, you've been you know, hit rate for it's show notes. It's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, okay. scan around <laughs> randomly, and inshallah, you won't hear spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Some some critical word that just ruins everything. Yeah. 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 And if you're showing this live, uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's, uh, sorry. It's your... Pause it. <laughs> it's sorry. You know. If you're watching this live, now would be a great time to mute the stream and go to our Tiltify link, which you can find in chat, and donate uh-huh. to Child's Play Charity to help kids get better when they're recovering in hospitals from really difficult situations. 
Boom. Wow. Oh, we did it. I like it. Smooth. <laughs> wow, love this it. is like an Osama level transition. Yeah, but wow. she didn't call it out. So that's the only thing yeah. that was missing. But you but did. We did. That's why yeah, I went did. and called it out. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we got this. We got this. This. Is, this is how I know I've made it in this industry is that I got to do a yeah. transition on the Hippie Beast podcast. <laughs> the a segue. As we like to call it. Speaking of butter segues, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, Inscription has some really surprising twists and turns. Um, wow, that, that was a pretty good butter segue. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. I love it. I'm very okay. impressed. I hesitated. I thought of myself there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I finally got around to picking up Inscription. Um, I hesitated on it for a long time. I'm really bad about playing new games. Uh, I tend to kind of replay things that I'm familiar with. Same with TV and music. I just It's like comfort food to me. But I had heard so much about this game. People, everybody I respect is just raving about it and wouldn't tell me anything, which I guess is the right, yeah. ethically correct thing to do. Um, so so we're not going to do that right now. No. <laughs> no, definitely not. Spoilers ahead. Um, so I picked it up and, uh, you know, immediately was really charmed by the aesthetic. Definitely enjoy those creepy horror vibes and the way that they use that. Um, I don't know what you would call that style, like that pixelated style. Um, and uh, so I, I started it and I put it right back down because I was, uh, I'm not very good at deck building games. Um, and the, the stoat was being really mean to me. <laughs> and I learned later that he's mean to everyone, no matter how you're doing <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought it was such a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But picked it back up and really enjoyed. Uh, it really kept me, kept me in because of the aesthetic and kind of the unlocking the cabin and the world around you. That meta piece. I'm really an explorer kind of player in games. I really want to check out every nook and cranny, and I want to see all of the things that the designers made. And so, this game is really perfect in that way for me. Um, so only recently did I kind of move past the initial phase and into, I guess it's spoilers, right? Into that like larger RPG world. Um, and so I'm still there. Uh, the deck building is just really difficult for me. I'm just not very good at it. And I don't have the patience to learn, I think. Um, so this might be one of those things similar to what you were just saying, where I put it down for a while and then curiosity drives me back. Um, so far, I've avoided spoilers pretty well. And so there's still this element of really wanting to know how deep does it go. Yeah. Um, so that's been really fun. And then um, when it came up in the podcast previously, you all mentioned Pony Island. So have you all, have all three of you played that? I have not played Pony Island. Okay, so then I'll stay. You have not played Pony you're... Island? I have not played Pony Island. It's been on you my back. I, I own it. You know it's in the many games that I Love will it. play someday. Daniel Sama. Yeah. Daniel Sama. Yo, don't tell Daniel. He'll get mad at me, but I have not played it. I haven't had the chance. That's all. Yeah, no, it's, okay. it's in the spoiler territory. So hopefully Daniel's skipping this part too. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then I, uh, I won't get too far into it. I think it's already been mentioned. It's the same, you know, uh, same team or similar team at least. And, there are some overlapping themes, but um, I'm really enjoying that as well. Uh, kind of, well, that's where I'll leave it. Really enjoying that as well. Um, have just started that a couple of days ago. Um, so those are the two things apart from Destiny where I'm spending time. I have a fun fact. Yeah. So uh, at yep. GDC this year, I was supposed to be moderating a narrative panel 
the narrative panel was going to have Ren from Unpacking, Greg from Sable, and Daniel from Inscription. And Ren and Greg canceled because they caught COVID. And so it was the Inscription Daniel narrative panel. (laughs) And I got a full hour to talk to Daniel about Inscription. And I just have to say, what a lovely human being. So down to earth, so kind, Mm -hmm. so temperate in his his mannerisms. Yeah, just a fun fact. I hosted an Inscription panel or moderated an Inscription panel. So so kind about you admitting that you never played Pony Island. I didn't. Stop saying that. You might hear it. <laughs> it's on my list. I was super excited for it. I was even spoiled uh-huh, one or two uh-huh. tiny things and, you know, uh-huh, I haven't uh-huh. gotten around to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in the same pile as To the Moon, the games that everyone gets oh so flabbergasted that I haven't played yet, that I intend to play, just haven't gotten around to it. And look, I, I see Fozzie's visible discomfort. <laughs> I think it's like narrative wise it's one of my favorite games of yeah. all time that's why like To the Moon is one of the best stories in games I think that's the thing I don't need convincing it's on my list but you know how long my list is it's ridiculous it's a pretty long list yeah yeah but uh, yeah but prioritize this one Osama you won't regret <laughs> it right wait Pony Island or To the Moon <laughs> To the both? Moon both like, I love Pony Island for sure. Prioritize that, but To the Moon is is something special up there. You know? yep. I own it like three times, by the way. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think I got it in a humble bundle. I already had it on Steam. I got it on itch.io. It's one of those games that I like. You know, I put it on a laptop or something, and then just put it in front of someone and go like, "Play it. Yeah. Play this." You know, <laughs> good. It's, uh, it's it's very special. I'm downloading it to my Steam Deck right now. Nice. Oh, I think you can finish it within a, a battery life. No, maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> probably, uh, maybe yeah. one run and a couple of power banks. Right. You can get through <laughs> this game. <laughs> I, I, love I it. will say I'm really excited about getting the Steam Deck minus here at Q3, but I ordered pretty late, and so I don't know when it will actually get here. But I think that it will help with games on Steam. It'll help me branch out a lot more because I found that with the Switch that a lot of games I was interested in but wasn't willing to sit down at my computer for like extended periods of time. Uh-huh. Yep. I'm really excited to pick up on the Switch and play in smaller chunks or play while traveling. Um, and so I have a pretty big Steam backlog as well. And I think a game like Inscription or Pony Island or other things will be more accessible for me if I can chip away at it and I don't continually hit the same wall because I'm, I'm having trouble with something. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for that yeah. element. I have over a thousand unplayed games on Steam. Ooh. Yeah, and of them, I at least a hundred or two hundred. I actually intend to play. <laughs> so, you know, that's my retirement plan. I guess I'll get there eventually. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, yeah, Robbie, Fauzi, have you been playing anything? Yeah, so I've been I've been playing um, a lot of uh, of a game that I've been working on. Uh, so uh, oh, cool. I think uh, just a couple of weeks ago uh, we've uh, we've released the uh, the the release date announcement trailer. So I'm pretty excited about this one. So uh, it's the the new Mario and Rabbids game, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Oh, so this is the latest yes. game I've been working on, and um, uh, we've released an extensive showcase around the game. So like more details about the gameplay and all of this, and the release date that is coming out on October 20th this year. So Fozzie, you're working time. on a Mario game. I know, man. It's wild. I, uh, <laughs> I have to pinch myself. Sometimes. That's huge. 
It's also my first Switch game as well. So that will basically... Already? Yeah, that will be the first game I make on the Switch. But You're the closest like, thing uh, my kids have to an uncle who works at Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much an uncle that talks to Nintendo a lot. Yeah, but close <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, pretty pretty psyched about this game. I can't wait for people to get a hold of it. And like I said, my first Switch game that will be the last uh, of the consoles. Like so I've you know all the previous gen and uh, current gen consoles, I have games on those things. And uh, the Switch was the only one that uh, uh, that I missed. And now there's this one's coming wow. only on Switch. So it's pretty excited. Also for me, it's a it's quite a, a breath of fresh air to make a game for a one console. <laughs> like you know no. last time it was uh i don't know like if you if you count the max specs and the min spec pc yeah. it was nine different <laughs> machines wow. that yeah. i needed to test on that wasn't yeah. uh, uh that was a lot of work but yeah like um, this one's like making a game for one dedicated console is uh it's super man it's uh yeah. It's a it's a pretty good difference. So yeah, I'm pretty excited yeah. that we've uh, released like new information about the game. Uh, we've we spoke about the, the composers also that are uh, working on the game, uh, including um, Yoko Shimomura that she's been, been writing music for the game. So that's pretty exciting. That's incredible. Um, yeah, so I can't wait till uh, as usual. Like now, now with um, you know the March words, uh, the launch. So you, you guys know what it is. It's like you know a lot of. <laughs> A lot of uh, a lot of nerves. A lot yes. of like making yeah. sure everything falls into place. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of like you know before you go to bed, prayers go like, "Oh, yeah. Allah, please." <laughs> 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 Let everything line up and all of this. But yeah, I'm pretty. I'm sad. so excited for that game. It's gonna be day one purchase. I like. Yep. I won't lie. I was a little hesitant or or about the first game before playing it because I was like, I don't yep. know if this is gonna work out. Then I played it yep. and I fell in love right away. It was so good so good well done really really a well executed game yeah. absolutely loved it couldn't put it down until i finished it it's been some time since the first one the first one came in 2017 yeah, and then there was right. like a bunch of dlcs and stuff so like it's uh you know, a lot of people have been waiting for a sequel it was like uh, one of those like unlikely combinations yeah. that uh somehow worked so i think that also adds to um uh, the, pressure. the pressure of, of yeah. making a game yeah. like this, and so now, like you know, yeah. we've set the precedent, and we need to work towards. Uh, um, That's so it, hard like, to follow up on. Yeah, yeah, but I believe it's in a, you. You're gonna do it. It's a very talented team that's working on this. It's been an absolute pleasure to work with these guys. Uh, so yeah, I can't wait till uh, till the game comes out, and I hear what y'all have to think, of course, and and the players as well so yeah that's uh that's a game i've been playing a lot of and Amazing. probably will be playing a lot of for the next uh a uh, couple of months love it. yeah uh but yeah that's uh that was uh, pretty much it for me games wise i don't think i've been playing anything anything else uh, i've been like uh focused uh like the like you know other than of course like the the impending launch I was focused on a lot of personal stuff. Like there's a lot of family issues that I've been like, you know, working on. It's taken a lot of my time. Um, and that actually maybe we can talk about in, a, in another episode because I think it has an interesting cultural dimension that yeah, right. uh, we, can, we can spend some time uh, discussing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, that's it on, uh, for me. Like that's the, <laughs> the major point I'm going to be touching on. That, that was pretty much it for me as well, unless you want to hear about my canoeing adventures. 
Canoeing? You went canoeing? Let's hear about the canoeing adventures before we put a doily in this one. All right, all right, really quickly. So, also, sorry, before before we put a doily on that, Fauzi, you posted a video about how doilies can be used, and I want to talk about that. Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Let's do that. That was incredible. So uh, I love canoeing. We had, like, as I mentioned before, you love we had. I have no. This is all you news to canoeing. me. Really, I really oh, love canoeing. I, hear this. I absolutely oh, yeah. love it. I'm not. I'm not too big on fishing. So one of my favorite things to do is to go with someone who likes fishing in a canoe. They're fishing, and I'm talking to them while they fish. That that I love. But the thing is, this specific time, I did something with a canoe that I hadn't done before. Um, the river that was right next to us, uh, that was right next to the chalet that we bordered on. There was an island in the middle of the river, and it was pretty big. It's a pretty big river. It's an uninhabited island. And uh, so we asked the, the, the lady that we rented the chalet from, are we able to go there? She's like, yeah, yeah, you can go. It's a pretty big island, but it's an island, and there's nothing there, no civilization. And she said, see if you could spot the 200-year-old tree. So we went there, like, you know, uh, like stopped our canoe in the shallow water, pulled it up to the island, walked around, and we found this massive tree that looks like four trees intertwined with each other, untouched by by man. The whole mm-hmm. island is untouched by man. Also, this island had the biggest spiders I've ever seen, like a non-tarantula, almost the size of a tarantula, and wow. the biggest dragonfly I've ever seen. This, this is where the bugs are like, oh, there's no humans here. This is where Welcome we can go. to Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, even, even the start of the story sounded like a horror story. Like the lady <laughs> Go to this uninhabited island with this one-way vehicle and then yeah. find the 200-year-old thingy. I'd be like, lady, I don't know who you were. I don't know if you're real. I don't know if you're a ghost. I'm going the other way. I don't know way. if I'm awake. There's just one hilarious thing. There was absolutely zero signs of civilization except for those white walmart chairs that you could buy for your there was just oh one there that we're like what is this doing here <laughs> did it get here <laughs> otherwise there was no sign of and it was like put like in a, in a strategic place so you could look at the giant tree so it's not that it like washed up on shore no someone went there is like this is where i'm sitting on this otherwise uninhabited island <laughs> one of the spiders bought it i'm sure <laughs> it's possible those spiders swim too by the way yeah oh god no yes no. We, saw it, we saw it jump into the water to escape us and swim away it's incredible oh my no, god nope I did, did you happen to, to pack a flamethrower in the canoe <laughs> yeah, well, was running away from this us, conversation so. i'm out i'm done <laughs> i did not want to know spiders could swim yeah, well, you know, like i don't a, know if they uh, all can <laughs> I once was uh, not in a canoe. What's the other one in which you can have two people and you can use the row that has the two, uh, the, the paddle that has the two side? That's so the rowboat. It's not the Robo, it's right? not the kayak. Yes, that's the one. Oh, yeah, kayak, kayak is one person usually. Oh, are, we were two in that kayak. kayak. Yeah, they're oh, two cool. people kayaks, right? Yeah. Uh, I was in New Zealand and we were in an area co- uh, called Cathedral Cove. It's a beautiful area in, in the North Island. Um, and I think it's it's where they shot some uh, some scenes from Narnia, mm. uh, if you remember that movie. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful place. And I, I was it was me and this dude. We we're in this uh, kayak, and there's a lot of natural caves in the water. So we we're going through those caves and stuff like that. We were like far from the ocean, 
And the dude like decided to park the kayak and he wanted to smoke a cigarette. So like sitting there, was like smoking cigarettes, like, oh, what a beautiful day and all of this. <laughs> and I'm like looking around, going like, all right, I'll let this guy chill and just look around. And then I saw like a black fin appear from the water and then go back in. I was like, this can't be good. And then I looked around me again and I saw another one. Oh and then God. I quickly realized that we are surrounded by a school of orcas. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. So I was like, you know, freaking out at this wow. point. And I was like, Paul, do you see this? I was oh, like, ah, no. oh, these guys are harmless. You know, like, you know, uh, super chill, like Kiwi dude. And I was like, yeah, these guys are harmless. There's no problem. And then, like, you know, the one of the orcas kind of, like, come and bumped into the kayak and tried to test it. Wow. I was like, Paul, we're getting, we're getting out of here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, and I've never rode this fast back to the beach. Uh, <laughs> But luckily, that's the extent of it. Like, like oh, only the one test in which, like, it wiggled the kayak a little bit, but like, it, not another orca that, like, you know, tried. Oh, let's try to flip these guys over or anything like right. that. That was that was pretty freaky. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little scarier than the, my spider story. Uh, just oh, a little. The spider yeah. one. The spider that can like swim is terrifying. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a spider that can swim would be able to catch you. Also, even if you jump out of the kayak, that's terrifying. Right. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll take the orca any day, right, Ravi? <laughs> I'll yep. take the orca over the, the spider, orca. over yep. over yep. a swimming spider and a giant dragonfly that the spider can mount on and then <laughs> chase me and fly. <laughs> it covers all three levels: air, land, and sea. Oh no! Yep. Imagine like the the, the the spiders are like parachuting from the from the giant uh, dragonfly. No, no, no escape. No, there are. No. There Do are you know what? Touch. Do you know what? Cancel, cancel, <laughs> plus none of that. No. Uh, the on, on video, topic, though. yeah, the doy video. Like, let's change the topic to a, le- a little less life threatening. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw this uh, person on Twitter. They're baking bread, and then they put a doily on the bread to create like these ornaments, the pattern, and like, <laughs> I like, I have now forever uh, believed that uh, you know. Doilies are useful. Who's to say doilies are useful? <laughs> it's clearly very useful to create those shapes on bread. I'm sure you could use I'm it like, to paint as well. You could find other uses for it other than putting it on a PlayStation. It's which almost is like a, like, a, like a contest premise. What yes. uses could you come up with the doilies? Please create something and send the star magazine <laughs> on it. our fan page. I love it. Oh. One of one of the uh, comments I had from the video, one person was like, "Oh, I can almost smell the TV shelf." <laughs> 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 I uh, um, uh, Layel, who's one of the mods on the uh, Habibi's channel, or um, yeah. posted a video of. Uh, did you ever see that video? It's like a short one. It goes like uh, disguise level. Egyptian drama, TV drama. <laughs> Did you see that one? No, but no. that sounds great. It is great. It's I forgot. Wait, it's the I one forgot. with the mustache. Yes, I have the mustache. The one with the mustache. It's a it's a guy with a disguise and he, he has like this big fake mustache and he pulls it off and then under the mustache is exactly the same mustache but slightly smaller. <laughs> and then the person that and he like Tears it off, and he does. He does this smile of like, "I got you," and then the other guys are like, "No, no!" It's a complete disbelief. 
<laughs> I have never seen this. I don't know what TV series is from. If there's any Egyptians watching, Lausama, tell me what it was because it killed me. I need to know if this is a comedy or a drama. I need to know if it's played for laughs or it's, if it's a serious. drama. I think, and that's it's why it's a so drama. One hundred percent. It's a drama. You know, like on that note, there was this video. Um, I think it was like um, a news bulletin video, and it was like an interview with an Iraqi guy. I don't know what 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 his role, but he was talking about like the political. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, voting. So he's talking about voting right. boxes and like moving boxes around. So the guy's like saying, "You move the boxes, you drop the boxes." She listening, helpless nothing, and like you know, he's talking about that like very personal. Like uh, and then like uh, there was the caption on top that says, "Death trending review." And the guy's like, "She listening, helpless nothing." <laughs> Cursed because about moving boxes all the time, and just the caption said like this trending review. That is too funny. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, uh, maybe we'll I put mean, a nothing... link to those videos yeah, on uh, right. on the show notes. Yes, please. I still think the best video from our from from the entire culture must be that Ramadan video of the guy walking into the kitchen and a slipping over a tennis ball. And then the tennis ball flies around the room, and it hits like it hits like a piece of it yes. hits like a piece of chicken that falls into the guy's mouth, and then he eats it. And then the ball bounces around, and it hits like a knife that falls onto an apple, and then half the apple falls into the guy's mouth, and then it bounces around and it hits like a giant water cooler, and the water falls into the guy's mouth, and then it wow. cuts to a sheikh on TV or or an imam on TV. And you just hear the phone call, and it's just like, Yashaykh, listen, I, I, uh, today I slipped over a tennis ball, and I accidentally <laughs> ate, like, half of chicken <laughs> with pini, and, like, no such a fat, and, like, yani, talata litramai. And he's, like, three liters of water. He's like, so did I break my fast, or can I continue? <laughs> and Yashaykh just looked... The shit just gives this look to the camera. This is like, what? <laughs> and it is probably the, like, I, every year it comes out in Ramadan, and every it's year so I just good. die at the yeah. video. It's yeah. so good. You know, like, it's so funny because it's true. It was always like when Ramadan is happening, there's like, I'll be like commuting to work or like in a taxi or whatever, and there'll be like the commute radio shows. In which, and there's some of these right. radio shows in which people phone in to call the sheikh about like, can I do that or something mm. like this? And there's always, always, every year, every Ramadan, probably five to six times, there'll be a dude calling in. And I was like, I was asleep and I accidentally rolled over the bed and my mouth just, you know, ate some food that happened to be there. <laughs> <laughs> is my fast okay or not? Or like you know, yeah. somebody like slapped a, a guy against a tree, and then some dates fell off, and I just happened to eat three of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that okay? It is hilarious. How come these things never happen to me, Afozi? <laughs> How often do you walk around palm trees? So that's why. Maybe you should take walks around palm trees more often. You should see or my kitchen. Tennis balls there are tennis balls everywhere in my kitchen. It's never happened. Not once. 
I have three kids. Yeah. This is a normal yeah. occurrence. You, you only step on Legos or something. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> and that never you results in food. More. Yeah. You have to fast more. Pray for God to send more tennis balls your more way. T- <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Did we wish everybody uh, happy Eid last episode? I wasn't here for it. We, oh, we didn't. We did not. It wasn't yeah. too yeah. yeah, so yeah, we should. So, like, for everybody listening, happy, happy Eid, Eid al Adha, Adha Mubarak. Eid Mubarak. Yeah, I was so happy to capture, to capture a little bit of that while I was in uh, Jordan before flying oh, back. Yeah. You know, like I, oh, I forget, like, the you know, like the festivities and everybody getting ready, uh, the the long lines on barbershop. Not that I've yes. been to one in decades, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, when I went to Abu Dhabi, I went to the to a barbershop. Just because oh, I, I missed that experience of going to a part of the sightseeing wow. experience, yes, like I exactly. wonder what they look like over there. I don't know, but the guy <laughs> looked at me like, like really? what, do you, "What do you want?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm a barber shop. I can't do miracles. <laughs> <laughs> I take off the hair. I can't put it back. Yeah, I remove it. I don't put it back. Like, what do you want? <laughs> the party shop is next door. If you want a wig or something, <laughs> <laughs> you like cleaned up my my beard a little. Cleaned up my beard. Uh, that was uh, yeah. But it was That's a nice experience. Good. I just love the the barbershop in, in an Arab country experience and the conversations that happens and all yeah, the pol- yeah. political talk and all those stuff. Right. The barbershop is like really the most like, it's like the closest thing we have to like the Christian like confession booth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all instead of like a priest is your barber. It was like, yeah. Last week I did this thing. It was bad. You don't say. I like sitting with a knife to your like throat. Yeah. So you're like, well, if I really messed up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like um, I think for uh, maybe it's just the same in Egypt, but like uh, barber shops in Jordan, they're like the the neighborhood bulletin board. So, like, if you're looking for right. an apartment to rent, an apartment you don't know, you just park at the the the, the barber shop and you go in. You know, if there's any apartments for rent nearby, yeah. they will always know. You yeah. know, if there's any yep. jobs around, they yeah. will know. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, right. like, I, wa- I want to know where to go. They will always know. And yeah. yep. then you have to fight your way out of not having a coffee or a tea. Like, stay <laughs> for the coffee. It's like, no, I need to go. And then all of this. But they are like the, the people that are in the know. It's yeah. because, you know, right. so many people sit on the confession chair. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and they get to know so much about what's going on in the neighborhood that they are the point of <laughs> of contact. But people are, like, relentlessly honest to their barber. It's yes. like, just, it's a, I don't know why that happened, but it's like a cultural thing. Like, people yeah. will just, everything. Yeah. You you true. sit there and you're like, oh, my God, are you, t- okay. <laughs> I my Western sensibilities wouldn't talk about that in public, but okay, yalla, t- 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 go ahead. <laughs> it's a safe space uh, with a lot yep, of sharp things. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> safe space where one person has particular ability to like cut lots of things. <laughs> Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, barbers knowing how to find anything, Susan, how can yes. people find you? Uh, sure. Well, wow. so that was incredible. Let me just do a quick, Thank you. quick wow. shout out to that Take quick. a bow. Yeah, that's very good. Um, <laughs> so for me personally, I, easiest way is on Twitter. My handle is uh, Brosephine. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be in 
I don't know how to spell that out loud or uh, or what, but <laughs> more more importantly, if you would like to find the charity, Dropper Charity, uh, we throw you a little bit of a curveball in that Twitter, we couldn't get that handle. So on Twitter, it's charity draw four, and that's the number four. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Twitch and other places it's Dropper Charity Um, and uh, for Child's Play you can go to childsplaycharity.org and learn more about what they're doing Um, so that's I'd send you those places first but I'm around as well awesome Rami we need to quickly reserve Habibi's the on Twitter (laughs) (laughs) we have the Habibi's we need to to get Habibi's the (laughs) for the the uh, Habibis, I like that. <laughs> for those of you, for those of you who uh, who are watching us via the uh, live stream, if you want to listen to more of our episodes, you can find us at the underscore Habibis or the Habibis uh, We mostly talk about life as Arabs and video games and other media. Uh, new episodes every week, inshallah, uh, on Fridays. And uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this, come come hang out. You can also send us emails at infatahabibis.com or join us at Which Discord us... at discord.tahabibis.com. And emails yeah. make Osama very happy. They make me very, very happy. happy. You know, I forgot this was live. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say anything that required editing. Hello, um. everyone. <laughs> anyway. All right, stop. Uh, Time to put the doily on this one. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank Thank you so much, Susan, for joining us. And uh, see you next week for more Habibis. But for the time being, salam. 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 That was the Habibis podcast for this week. I am Fauzi Masmar, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at Fauzi Masmar. My fellow Habibis were Osama Dorias, who you can find on Twitter at Osama Dorias, and Rami Ismail, who you can find on Twitter at THA underscore Rami. Send us your questions, stories, and suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. Intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubela, and the logo was provided by Ibrahim Hamdi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about three game developers drinking good Arab tea with new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcasting service or check out thehabibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening. Salam. <laughs>